Hey, what's up? It's Chase. Welcome to another micro show. Today's show is about curiosity. I've been thinking and actually writing on this topic a bit. And I came down with a pretty simple phrase that I want to run by you. Curiosity is the fuel that propels us forward, right? It's every time that we sort of pretend that we know the outcome, those are the times where we just sort of trudge along, right? We know how to get to work in the morning. So we stop looking at the world, even if it's a stoplight or a set of trees that you drive under or around, we stop looking at the world curiously. By contrast, if we can maintain this awareness, this curiosity, and we can be intrigued by things that are in our everyday field of view. It's this curiosity that makes us open to interesting, new, diverse things. And by extension, innovation, and I will say growth. Today's episode is brought to you by Outside. These are the fine people who bring you titles like Outside Magazine, Ski Magazine, The Yoga Journal, Climbing Magazine, Warren Miller Entertainment, and more. Now here's the deal. When I was coming up as an action sports photographer, Outside Magazine was the place to get your photos published. And it still is today. To me, that's absolutely incredible. Except now they also have lots of other ways to get your work out there in the world. Now, specifically what I wanna call your attention to today is that I am a judge for the inaugural Outside Awards, the Outside Photo and Film Awards. This is where you can win a ton of cash. If you are one of six finalists, you win $5,000 cash. And then if you are a People's Choice winner, you win an extra $10,000 plus you get a ton of exposure, which I'll share with you in just a second. But I do need to let you know that I'm judging this thing, right? I'm judging this alongside legends like Jimmy Chin. You probably know he's a legendary climber and photographer. He's also the director of the Oscar-winning documentary Free Solo. I'm also judging with climber Sasha DeJulian, skier Lindsay Dyer, and that legend Olympic gold medal skier Johnny Mosley. Now, in addition to getting your work seen by these judges, and in addition to this cash. Whether you're a photographer or a filmmaker, you get a chance to get your stuff seen. The filmmakers, for example, the three top winners get to tour with the Warren Miller film for the entire winter and compete for that people's grand prize. So like right there, that's 100,000 people getting to see your film on the big screen. Now there's also all, all sorts of other perks like you get to appear in Outside Magazine, Ski Magazine. So the exposure to these judges, Prizes, the visibility as a photographer or a filmmaker is unheard of. Nothing like this existed when I was coming up. And I think this is an amazing fast track for your career as a photographer or a filmmaker. Now, again, the punchline is there is some urgency here. You have to get your entries in by July 31st. That is a hard deadline. And how do you do it? That's a good question. Go to outsideonline.com slash awards. That's outsideonline.com com slash awards. Don't delay. You got to get your stuff in by July 31st. Okay. Now back to today's episode. Yet what I've been pondering is why do so many of us lose curiosity as we grow older? It's this trap, right? There's all kinds of evidence that suggests that there's a, a, the decrease in curiosity is probably related to the belief in our increased knowledge over time, right? 
we see a certain pattern arise, then we decide that we now know how this thing is going to behave. We can see the future. And yet, how much less interesting is the world if we assume that we always know the future? Now, this isn't to paralyze us, right? There are benefits in recognizing patterns. Like we do not have to, you know, learn to make our bed every morning all over again. And yet we are nuanced enough to understand the distinction that I'm trying to make here. Curiosity is not a luxury, right? This is actually the way I'm thinking of it. And then a way I would ask you to think about it in today's micro show is what if curiosity was something we could look at as critical, a skill to develop for lifelong learning, to be able to maintain a sense of youthful wonder, to be able to build more robust relationships because we're genuinely more interested, genuinely more curious in what's possible. And just because someone showed up in your world one way yesterday, what if we gave them the benefit of the doubt that they could show up differently today? So let today's micro show be a lesson in some practical strategies to help you cultivate curiosity in your own life. Specifically, I want to give you five things, five tasks, five exercises where you begin to cultivate this curiosity. And I'm not saying that you don't have it. I believe, however, that we have curiosity mostly when things are new and novel. So today's strategies that I want to share with you are an attempt at making things that you have expectations, a series of expectations around already. Let's try and make those things novel such that we can cultivate curiosity around those things that we think we know so well. And in doing so, I believe that A, the world will be a more beautiful place and B, that it's from this place that real growth can actually happen. Five things, ready? Number one, embrace the unknown. Easy to say, hard to do. And it's natural for us to seek comfort in what we know and what we see every day, what feels familiar. But if you want to cultivate curiosity, you must be willing to step outside your comfort zone. So at least one time this week, intentionally put on paper a plan, go to the museum, go see a new film, go to the play, spend some time with a person you haven't seen in a while, get into some adventure this week, try something you either haven't done before or haven't done in a long time or something that where you have a belief that the outcome will be a certain way and instead of that outcome, seek something different. In short, this week, do one thing to embrace the unknown, the uncertain, the unfamiliar, because it's in these moments of unknowing and exploration that real curiosity can be cultivated. So again, thing one, do something this week to embrace the unknown. Thing two, and this is related, but I want you to think of these things as separate, or you can tag them together. That's fine. I know we're all busy people, but I definitely want you to do number two this week as well, which is do something to fuel your mind, right? Curiosity tends to be fueled by information, by novel pictures, by new knowledge or new suspicions, new hypotheses. So what's something that you can do this week? to begin what I would love to see become a habit that feeds your mind new stuff on a repeated basis. What can you do to start a habit such that you acknowledge overtly that feeding your mind is 
something that you ought to do. I love to think about this as listening to a new podcast, for example, uh, an episode that you missed of this show or a different show you've been curious about or something that's in an area of curiosity for you that you have not listened to before, say cooking or travel. I also love this feed your mind. For me, one of the, the, the most regular ways that I employ this technique is through books. I take recommendations from friends, from other podcasts, from my authors, other writers who I know. I love this one. Another great way to feed your mind is to seek out a documentary. Believe it or not, there are documentaries on the weird things that you love to do in your spare time. Seek out one of those, watch it this week, or maybe attend a workshop online. Immerse yourself in some different subject, some new perspective where you are required to learn something. Because the more you learn, the more connections you can make, the deeper your curiosity will grow. Your mind is a neural net, right? Let's, we want to unwire some old habits. We want to create new connections in an area where you have previously not sunk some time such that you are feeding your mind. This is brain food right here. New stuff, workshops, books, podcasts, something that is out of your normal. The more connections you make, the deeper your curiosity will grow. All right, number three, if number one is embrace the unknown, number two is feed your mind, number three, let's get a little bit of failure in this week. Now, failing is not a thing that societally, culturally, that we are taught to seek. And ironically, it is the fastest way to learn, right? You do something, you make a mistake, you learn, you add new information, and you succeed. You grow, you change, you modify your behavior to figure out and solve the problem. And this is most easily understood by the contrast, right? If you do something right and you, you are successful the first time, Sure, there's a pattern there. You like you begin to establish a pattern of one. I did it this way and I was right. But what I find is, and I've done other episodes about this, if you make a mistake, adopt, recover quickly, and then reapply it and get it right, there's a deeper connection that's made. So this week, and number three in this list, is embrace some failure. Now, I've talked a lot about it. I don't want to go too deep. But failure and the fear of failure often cut curiosity off at the knees. You know, failing or fumbling around, the reality is this is a natural part of learning. And we are reluctant culturally, especially programmed through social media and all of the programming that our parents made, our, fa our families, our households, our career counselors, people that love you, they want you to get it right. They want you to succeed naturally. But what this does is it limits the range of failures that we can have or, or, or the ones that we see as helpful or beneficial. So I want to remind you that it's through experiences of tripping and stumbling that curiosity actually can grow. Okay, number one, embrace the unknown. Two, feed your mind with something new. Three, embrace some failure this week. Four, ask some questions. Questions are amazingly powerful at igniting curiosity. Think you know something or you're finishing the sentence of somebody else who's sitting across from you in a conversation. Instead of doing that, try a different approach and instead ask a question, not a leading question, a question that is innocent and real. Do not be afraid to inquire, to challenge the status quo 
or seek to more deeply understand something. A lot of us take whatever comes at us at face value and move on. And I'm not saying that there is not a time and a place for this, but this process of learning to ask yourself why, ask others, your peers, your spouses, your, your business partners, ask questions. And if you can do so in a non-threatening way, and if you can develop the skill, it will become a superpower. Not only is asking questions a more thoughtful way of engaging another human being, but doing so and getting good at it is a way of expanding your knowledge, opening up new pathways for exploration. Now, whether you're chatting with, a, again, someone you know really, really well, known them for decades, or someone new, this is a way to be interesting at a party, right? Is to ask someone else a lot of questions about themselves because people love that. And in the process, if you can coach yourself to do this, you will actually learn something about and perhaps from that person. So this week, make it your goal to ask some questions and learn something new in a way that you didn't expect to already know. Don't pretend that you know the answer. Pretend that you don't know the answer or rather understand, acknowledge that you don't know the answer, that you're making a lot of assumptions in your world and instead ask good questions. The last one, number five in this list of things that I would love for you to do this week is to write. I'm a huge fan of journaling. I've preached it on this show for 13 or 14 years, the power of journaling or writing. I just got finished you know, with a little writing session prior to recording today. And I added this one late because this idea of reflection is such a powerful way to explore more deeply the topics that you have questions about, right? And you don't have to know the answer, but you can just through simply writing some notes and reviewing these on some sort of a regular basis, you're planting these things, you're getting them out of your head onto paper, planting them in your subconscious, letting your subconscious work on them for a while. And that's a very, very powerful cycle. Like write, you know, like feel, experience a thing, write a note about it, let it be there for a second, get it out of your head onto a piece of paper. At some point, go back on that. Meet, even at the end of your writing session, go back and reflect on some of the things that you wrote at the beginning, some of the questions you may have asked yourself or put out there into the universe. You know, whether this is published like a blog out there or it's just a journal for you, writing things down helps you explore connected topics. It helps you understand how ideas are related. It helps you see patterns and feelings, whether these are good, neutral, or you perceive them as negative. Getting them on paper can help you, you know, down a new path that you haven't considered before. It's very effective. And again, let's go back to the top because today's show is about curiosity. And remember, curiosity is not just a trait that you either, ha either have or you do not. This is a skill and it can be refined. And in fact, the only way that you refine it is by doing it and trusting it. If so, if you can make curiosity a strength, a skill that you're good at, a superpower, it will allow you to see the world with fresh eyes. It will allow you to push boundaries of what's possible for you in this one precious life. Because without curiosity, because if you believe that you know everything there is to know, life automatically by default becomes less interesting. And that is not the best path for a fulfilled, 
meaningful, and purposeful life. Instead, let's do everything we can to cultivate our curiosity. Specifically, there's five things to do this week. And if you did three of them, high five. All five, heck, I'll, <laughs> I owe you one. Even if you do one, that's better than zero. The point is let's get 1% better this week. 1% more curious. Until next time. All right. Hey, before you go, thanks so much for listening. And if you got value from this show, chances are your community will too, right? In the particular lies the universal. Please share this link to the show with a friend or mention the show on social. That is a huge benefit for us in hopefully in exchange for providing value to you. I want you to know that I really appreciate your time, the attention, anything that you give to the show and the questions that you ask our guests either on social media or through my text community. All of that is pure gold. This community, like any community, is a testament to that old phrase, a rising tide floats all boats. And by elevating one another, by sharing and resharing this show, the tidbits that you learn and the experiences you take away, all of that has a collective, massive positive impact on the world. So just a quick thank you. I appreciate all the effort you put into sharing the show. All right, that's a wrap. Let's put today's episode into practice and get back to growing together.